You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. S to the H to the L to the Isha. Some call me Sally. Others call me Sisha. If you don't like it, I'm going to have to beat you. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding, y'all. Y'all, y'all, Y-N-L-L, I bet you all thought that Salisha couldn't spell, but now you know, and I got to go. Hey, it's time for the Salisha Show. <laughs> Hello, and welcome, or welcome back to the Salisha Show. I'm your host, Salisha Thomas, and y'all, we're in D.C. right now. It is early. We're in the middle of previews and rehearsals before the previews for the Britney Spears musical. I am so thankful to my guest today for getting up. It's literally nine in the morning. He's got his coffee and he got here before nine. Old school. Old school. And we were up late last night. Thank you. Okay, so let me give you my intro for my guest today. He's got a million Broadway credits. He was in Annie Get Your Gun. Oklahoma, the wedding singer, honeymoon in Vegas. You, you guys, we're talking about like on Broadway, Escape to Margaritaville, which he got the legacy robe for. It was still called the gypsy robe. It was still called the gypsy robe. And also he was in one of my favorite Broadway shows, Something Rotten. I'm so freaking stoked about that. He also toured with Billy Elliot, Dr. Doolittle, Spamalot, the producers, just to name a few. and. He has countless regional productions. He also plays the trumpet. He's minored in dance. And okay, so here's the thing about him. It, there is something really special to watch a vet do what they do. And the person who I'm sitting down with today is so obviously a pro. I'm taking notes on the show and I'm also taking notes on him doing what he's doing. And when he goes on, when he is swinging in, when he is stepping in, when somebody's out of fitting, when somebody's out hurt, whatever, he goes on, he does not miss a beat. It's inspiring. Please help me welcome my guest today. A swing in the once upon a time, what's, what's our show called? Once upon a one more time, the new, the new Britney Spears musical, Matt Allen. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. I am so, I'm like, I feel like I have to convince you to come on here. I'm like, Matt, please let me, please let me get to interview you. And so thank you so much for coming. 
Thanks for having me. <laughs> and you're funny. You're like, do I get to be on Black Hair in the Big League? Well, that sounds like a really interesting show, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, this space is like the Salisha show. It opens it up so we can talk about all the things. So one of the first things I want to ask you is for somebody who's been in this business for a minute, how, like, I'm, I, I still feel like relatively new and I'm still trying to figure it out. What is your secret? to working so consistently? I think it, it just comes down to, and I, I try to simplify it sometimes so it's not too overwhelming. It's just, you just keep showing up because it does get very hard from time to time. Work slows down or you have a couple of bad auditions in a row or things just are shifting and you don't feel like you, you fit in where you used to or you're trying to fit in Right from the start, you don't know where you fit in, but if you just you just keep showing up to auditions and you tr well, you have to have a good support system at home too, because when you get home at night and you've had a few bad auditions, you need somebody or your family to lift you back up and send you back out there. But you just keep showing up. And I think throughout the years, I think a lot of the people that I was auditioning with early on, the business wears you down and they found other things that made their lives just as happy, but it wasn't as hard. But I just, I keep showing up because this is what I love to do and I really don't know what else I would be doing. Right? So. I, I'm like, it, so, like you said, the business can be so hard and it can get you down. Have you ever had, like looking at your resume, it looks like you've never stopped working. And we know that you can be in a show for a year, two years, even more. Like I was with Beautiful for a total of five years. And so looking at your resume, I'm like, it was there ever a break? Sure, there were a couple of breaks. You mentioned Annie, get your gun right off the top. That's your- And that was my Broadway debut, but I actually did the first national tour led to me joining the existing Broadway show. So I was touring on the Broadway national tour, but before I booked that Broadway national tour, I was, I was in a rough place. I hadn't worked for a while. I was running out of money. I was, I had a wait, I was waiting tables at the Delta grill on ninth Avenue. And I was living in the fifth floor walk-up apartment above it. And I know I this like, life. I, I know like, this life. I'm not sure I have too much how many months I have left in this city that I can afford to be here. And, and I booked that and I was able to walk into the Delta Grill and say, I got to go. I got a national tour. Peace out. Wait, yeah, that's the so, dream. Yeah, those. It, so there's been a couple of those moments along the way. And, and so it's, it's, it's a crazy life. But I've had some really good, some good luck, some good fortune. And I know some people that recognized me and maybe what I could bring to the table and I just thank them so much and okay so you're like telling your story and like when I was doing some research on you because I like to wait to do research because I get starstruck real easy and I'm like I don't want to know what you've done I don't want to know I don't want to know literally people are like how's it like working with Emily Skinner I'm like so who? Yeah, she's cool like we have a whole she's cast cool. of like stars and but like doing research on you i realized how much we've had in and so you were in a first national tour that led to your broadway debut mm -hmm. was there okay. ever yes yeah. and when i was doing that i yes there was somebody who told me they were like what are you thinking right now salisha like in the dressing room 
and it was, I loved my whole cast, but there was a, a couple and I didn't want to say, she was like, no, what? I was like, I was just dreaming about how cool it would be to like, get bumped up to the Broadway cast. And a, a, there, a person said that would never happen. That's not a thing. Don't even think about that. And then it, it did. And it was so magical and gratifying. So what was it like for you? Did you think that you'd get bumped up? Was that a possibility? I wasn't even thinking of that. To be honest, it might've been in the back of my head, but- Because um, it was running at the same time? It was running at the same time, which doesn't always happen anymore. But back then it, it did happen a lot because of just the business structure. They tried to cash in on the tour because people would know it was still on Broadway. But we were actually closing the national tour while the Broadway show was still running. So I had only been out on the national tour for six months or so. And we closed in California and we were flying back and we had a layover in Denver and my cell phone rang and it was um, the production supervisor uh, guy who hired me from the get-go for the national tour. And he said, hey, I wanted to see what you're up to. We really need somebody <laughs> to fill in for the Broadway company. Are you available? And I was what like, what are you up to? Oh. You're like, we just oh, yeah, yeah, I'm available. I'm flying home. He goes, oh, great. Come in next week. We're going to get you. totally started. knew that. So, they totally knew. It was crazy. And uh, that, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So the cooler story to that is that when I did finally a few weeks later, make my Broadway debut. You mentioned I'm a trumpet player. My trumpet professor from college was actually had had moved to New York and was playing lead trumpet in a lot of Broadway shows. He was playing lead trumpet in a lot of Broadway shows. In Annie Get Your Gun, and in Annie Get Your Gun, the orchestra actually sat on stage in these risers because it looked you know like a big top circus. So he was on the top riser. And that was my position to open the show in a slow motion, in a slow motion, like cowboy thing, putting on my gloves as Tom Opat saying, there's no business like show business. And I'm putting on my hat and my gloves and my trumpet professor sitting there right next to me. And he goes, oh, I can't, I can't believe one of my trumpet students finally made it on Broadway and he's dancing in a cowboy outfit. <laughs> That literally gives me chills because it feels so full circle. And it actually leads me to my next question because and this is another thing that we have in common before act, I'm going back to high school. You were definitely like professional level trumpet player. In high school, I was like doing band and theater and I was actually better at music. And I chose acting, I chose theater, even though my heart was in music and mm -hmm. I was better at music. How did you decide between following your music, your musician dreams? Like you majored in music, didn't you? I did. Versus what you're doing now, making your living doing. Well, as everyone knows, I got my degree in jazz performance trumpet. So I don't know what I was thinking. Um, <laughs> you're probably good at it. It's like the hardest, it's a harder business to break into than theater or musical theater. And it just came down to, um, 
because I was doing musicals on the side while I was getting my trumpet degree. It started in high school and then I tried to give it up. And in college, um, you tried to give I it up. I tried to give it up. And then I had a crush on this girl in, in, in college, Molly Olson. And she, we had some music classes together and she was like, oh, we're doing Dames of Sea and our lucky just dropped out. And I heard, you remember you said you used to dance and, and, and you could be lucky and you could play opposite me. Oh. You were like, like, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it sucked me right back in. <laughs> but um, right. Molly Olson, thank you. After I, got, I graduated, I had this music degree that means nothing. And to get jobs as a musician, there are no auditions. You just have to start no. working and knowing people. And there were scheduled auditions for theater. And yeah. so I thought, I'll give that a shot first. And here you are. Still giving them a shot. Okay, so you didn't major in musical theater. You did dance as a minor, which is very evident, like <laughs> watching you. Oh, our, our dance minor program was mostly modern, but I started, I, I always was, I was interested in dance as a kid. My sister, my younger sister started taking ballet class at a community college and I would go and watch. And then this husband and wife, team moved to our little town of Jerseyville, Illinois, and opened up a mom and pop dance studio. And my sister, Kate, obviously signed up there. You're from Jersey? Jerseyville, Illinois. Oh, not Jersey. <laughs> not I New live, Jersey. I live in Jersey now. But uh, <laughs> Kate started taking class there, and mom said, Matt, you've always been interested in dancing. There's a boys class you want to take? Really? You want to try a, a jazz class? I guess I'll, that sounds fun. Wait, that's great. So then I... That, Probably sixth or seventh grade. So your mom, like your family was supportive of? Yeah, always, which I have to thank them. They're still supportive. They're coming out uh, first part of January to see the show. Really? So, oh yeah. Okay, so my question is, if you were, you majored in music. I'm sorry, I just want to get down to the bottom of this. Yeah. You majored in music. Correct. You minored in dance. Right. You went into theater because of Molly. <laughs> and... But I'm watching you and you're like really friggin' good. Like even down to the details of like when you're impersonating somebody. Okay, for those who are listening, when we were in rehearsals for Once Upon a One More Time at New 42 Second Street Studios, like in Times Square area, we had a David day. So our creative consultant, <laughs> David Laveau, he is, he's such a like, you could draw him out as like a character in a show. He has like a uniform almost. He's got his crazy hair and his glasses and his accent, which I don't have an accent. And he wears his black thing and he always wears his like, his name tag in a certain place. And basically the whole cast one day decided to show up for Halloween dressed up as David. And it was awesome it was hilarious and david shows up he's okay so everyone was pretty much nailing it but matt how dare you i was i actually i walked into the building and i was like oh do we have a new is one of our producers in like you were so <laughs> it was ridiculous it was <laughs> it felt so energetically realistic to be like a person in power. And then I was like, oh my God, he's David. But before I knew you were David, I was like, I literally asked somebody, I was like, who is that? <laughs> I was like, who is that? I have not met him yet. 
They're like, Salisha, that's Matt. That's funny. I, I always tell people, I, I took dance. I was, I have some technique, but I'm more of a, more of a mimic. And, and so I, that's when that skill really came in handy because David is so fascinating to watch and listen right. to. Right. And uh, I've really been absorbing some of his mannerisms and his language and, and things just subconsciously. So uh, because he's, uh, yeah. Because he's such a presence. Yes. And then when they said, oh, we're going to, everybody dress up like David. I was like, I don't have time for that. I got tons of notes <laughs> to do. I got, yeah, who knows who I'll be on for that day. But then that night I was like, I've got a few things in my closet that might work. You had a wig. And it just. The outfit, you had the cigarette. And cigarette. The accent. Like, who is this guy? Because yeah. although it was hilarious, it was also like, wait, he's really good. It was just fun. Do you know what I'm saying? I hadn't gotten to really see you like no. play. And that, even though it was such, it was just a Halloween. Yeah. That was fun. Like, gave me an insight into. It was a good play. Yeah. What you are capable of. <laughs> Something as simple as a Halloween. Oh, thing. you're sweet. So you're I'm sweet. just like, where does that, you're, you say you're a mimic, like, where does that, did you train for that anywhere? Like, just. No, naturally in years of, you know, I, I, watching people and I stole some of those ideas from a buddy I went to college with. His name's Tony Visser. He's a, he's a master at doing impersonations. So I kind of took what he takes from when he does impersonations, he takes one little mannerism and all of a sudden he's that person. So I tried, I, I stole from Tony Visser. So I got to give him credit. I love that. Yeah. Um, so how did our show come into your life? Our show came into my life. I think I was really late to get hired into the process because they always hire this last. And I, I wasn't, I didn't show up to any of the regular auditions because they were looking for young whippersnappers who could really do the hip hop stuff. And I, I'm not really that guy, but they needed somebody a little bit older, seasoned Bambi. To, to do the dancing, but also understudy the narrator. Right. And that's where my agent zeroed in and said, hey. This is you. You should, you, should, you want to go in for this? I'm like, yeah, let's go. And luckily it was a watered down dance combo. But then there was like, a, there was a little eight to 16 count improv moment. Literally my worst fear. You yeah, sound like you're about to be excited about it's this. It's not usually a lot of fun, but I was like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> These people are, you know, I didn't know Keone or Mari, so they were new to me. I was new to them. But back in the 80s, I loved to break dance. Oh. So I still had no, some. No, you did not do this in the audition. and locking stuff. And so I threw that into the, to the little improv section. And are, I, I think I caught their eye. Because Keone be doing that like. Uh, yeah, he's a master. He's freaking good. And also, P.S., you were like, I didn't know who Keone Amari was. I, like, started looking them up before the audition and read two sentences and was like, I can't look at this. Because I was getting way intimidated yeah. way fast. Yeah. They've they done so much stuff and they've done so much stuff in, in a different part of the business than I've ever been associated with. So I was like, I, I don't know. It's always exciting to audition in front of a new creative team because it you know, it expands your, right? I've had the good fortune to work with the same creative team in for different shows. They pick me up for different things, but That's every great. time you 
you find a new team, a new family, that just means possibility of for, more work. So I it was really exciting to get in front of them, not to mention get the job. So I felt, I felt really honored for sure. Yeah. Not to mention get the job. Yeah. I love what you're talking about because it's, it does feel good to work. That is already a blessing that we don't take for granted. Granted, I always say granted, like the rock. But it sometimes it'll, sometimes I have felt in the past, like if the same team is hiring me, that's a good thing. Yeah. Will anybody else ever like me? When another team hires you, it feels, okay, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. Yeah. Maybe I like, something there. Your peers too notice it because they're always like, oh, will always hire you, blah, blah, blah. Right, and, uh, right. And they're like, when I book this job, they're like, it's gotta be somebody you work with. It's a new team. <laughs> okay, I have a few questions for you. Let's see, like rapid fire-ish. Okay. okay, let's see here. Okay, do you prefer Broadway or tour? Broadway now, tour when I was younger. Really? Yeah. Because I was, I had, a, had an apartment in Midtown that I was subletting, or then I had an apartment in Queens. I didn't really love living there. On tour, you could live everywhere and you'd get out of the city. I'm not really a New York City kind of guy. But now I have a life in Jersey yes. and and touring is harder and it's uh, easier to just have your be family with my family <laughs> and, and go to work and love that. Okay. Your favorite show that you've done. Favorite? Man, um, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say Oklahoma. Something Rotten is an amazing show and it was funny every night and I, I could have loved that show. I was fortunate enough to be there for a year and a half. I, I could have done that show for another six years. It was fresh every night because the writing was so good. It was so good. I say Oklahoma is my favorite show because of the cast and the group of Aww. guys that I got to work with and we became brothers. We, we loved each other, we fought with each other, we argued with each other. It was just, it's one of those special groups. So yeah. that's why I say Oklahoma. All right. Okay, what's the biggest lesson you've learned? Hmm. Sometimes it's best to keep your mouth shut. I feel like we're just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> that's a mic drop. All on its own. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm here for that. And just do the work. Do your job. Hit your marks. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes you have to advocate for yourself or others. And sometimes. Sometimes just best to just keep your head down, do the work, keep your mouth shut. But definitely don't let somebody walk on you and don't watch somebody else get walked on. Mm -hmm. If you can do something, if you can. But sometimes every now and then every now and it's then not it's, your battle. it's good to just fly under the radar and um, do the work. Got anything else? It. Yes, I, yeah, yeah. you're like, Get off next, next question, next question. <laughs> okay, if you had to hand out three, only three Tony Awards oh, to our show, mm -hmm. who or what department would you get? Would you, Matt Allen? Three? Three. It can be a person. It can be wardrobe, lights, whatever, like three. Yeah. First and foremost, I think it has to go to Briga because she carries, she carries the show. She drives She's the bus. Cinderella. She's rarely 
off stage and she has a calm leadership quality to her on and off the stage on and off the stage everybody loves to talk to her because she's so easy to talk to like when she does come off stage for a break people are constantly going over and talking to her and i'm like give that girl some space she needs to breathe she needs to get some water her instantly is who i think of secondly i would if there's there needs to be an ensemble Tony Award. And this show is such an ensemble piece because all of her princesses, the whole slew of ladies up there, this show is about the ladies and the message and what they bring and what they go through. So the second Tony Award goes to all of them. Okay. And the third, geez, we have we have an abundance of riches in this show, so. <laughs> Which one's it gonna be, yeah. Matt? Who's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? Brooke Dillman. Really? I've been whispering that to myself in rehearsals. I'm like, she has something when she steps out on stage, the audience instantly, they don't care what she's doing. There's something about her presence. They just, they suck it up and they eat it up and they just, they want more. And, and they're so into her message. She delivers it so clearly. Brooke is, yes. Um, yes, I have to totally so agree I'm with you on this. I'm in awe of her and, and I watch her and I study her every day. And she's able to bring the really sincere, sensitive moments that make people think. And she's also the king slash queen of the zingers. Yes. And she knows comedy and she knows how to just lay it out there and let it brew. And people, she's just got such a great a grasp of the language too. Every word is enunciated just right, but not over enunciated. It's so funny. They, oh, it's, it's just oh, great to watch her. Oh my so. gosh. Okay. Love this. Okay. Two more questions. If you had to choose between having Sunday night off or Wednesday night off in your eight show week, what do you want? Sunday night. Nice. Yeah. Because it gives you, it's as close as we get to having a two day weekend and having Monday off is, is always nice because you have that day off when nobody else has that day off. And last question, what track are you most excited to go on for? Probably the one I think I'm the most right for, which is narrator. Narrator. Oh, I cannot wait to see you up there for that. But just any track really, but the most excited about narrator and I've got another fitting today. So <gasps> really? hopefully, hopefully they'll have, they might have a jacket for me. Okay. With those creepy little faces on. Oh, yeah. literally fingers crossed. I saw Diana try on her costumes last night. Before. You were trying on uh-huh. all yours too. Yes. It's Same. like, Hey, it's coming together. Yeah. It's coming yeah. together. Yeah. Matt, I'm so happy that you've sat down and talked with me this morning. I have so much love for you and well, respect for thanks you. Thanks for thinking of me and coming to my dressing room and plopping down the schedule and saying, please, which spot works for you You when you come in. (laughs) So thank you, (laughs) Salisha. And can people find you? How can people find you? I have a really terrible little webpage that I need to to update it. There's, it's got some old stuff on it, but it's mattallen.xyz. It's, it's, it's not terrible. I looked it up before he came over. Um, but, um, but I'll do some updates. So it'll be better. Okay, that's perfect. Thank you so much, you guys. You heard it here first. This is Matt Allen and Alicia Thomas signing off. Bye-bye. <laughs> that wraps another episode. Thanks for listening to The Salisha Show. See you next week, and don't be shy. If you love the show, please tell me why. Please
please rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Go one step further, tell a friend or two. Check out my site if you think it was the bomb. Pay a visit to TalishaThomas.com. One last thing before I relax. Shout out Josh Carey and thanks, Podmax. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs>